0: So head to myeq.com and use code FOODVOICE for 15% off Equilibria's microbiome defense and much more. That's myeq.com and use code FOODVOICE at checkout for 15% off site-wide today.
1: All right, let's get back to the show. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app.
0: Welcome to episode 157 of A Love Food Podcast. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, registered dietitian and partner on your food peace journey. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for connecting today. Are you ready to move away from diets yet not ready? Does the thought of going on another diet really make you just want to scream yet Is it hard to imagine any other way of relating to food, especially if you've tried to move away from diets before and you couldn't stop eating or you felt out of control or you felt like you were letting yourself go? Those are all really common experiences and why moving away from diets is often a hard sell because when a person tries to, it just feels like it's not working. Well, I cannot wait to share the letter I have with you today. It's from someone who has a complicated relationship with food and wasn't really expecting it. It happened because of some stress, and then all of a sudden this change in the way they experienced their body happened. But now they know, they're ready to heal, but it just is so hard to make those steps. And they've done all the research, they've read all the books, but how to make the steps... I cannot wait to dive in on the how with Barbara Bersinger. She is a dietitian that I have trained under for a long time now, and she's going to have some amazing insight for the letter writer and for anyone who can relate to this experience. But before we get to this episode's letter and hearing from Barbara, a word from our sponsor. This episode of a Love Food Podcast is brought to you by my PCOS and Food Peace Courses, So PCOS stands for polycystic ovarian syndrome, and it might as well stand for D-I-E-T diets because, well, if you are diagnosed with PCOS, I know you've been told you have to diet no matter what. And well, what do you do when you come to the place of appreciating that diets don't work for most people, but yet I have to do it with this PCOS thing? No, you don't, you really don't. There are ways that you can move away from dieting and promote health while affected by PCOS. I have lots of free stuff on my blog that explores just that. If you go to juliedillonrd.com PCOS, we have lots of blog posts that we've put together over the years about why diets don't work for PCOS and other ways to help promote health. If you'd like a deeper dive and wanna work with me that way, Go to PCOSandfoodpeace.com. On that website, you will find the online course that I created just for those of you affected by PCOS who are not wanting to diet anymore, or maybe you're recovering from an eating disorder, or maybe you just don't want to diet. Like that's just not something that you've ever done and you don't want to, but you want to find a way to help promote health with PCOS. I have a 12 step process that I've been putting clients through for the last number of years. I think it's 15 plus, maybe almost 20 now. And I can't wait to share it with you. So again, go to PCOSandFoodPeace.com. If you're a registered dietitian and you would like to learn these steps, go to PCOSandFoodPeace.com slash dietitians and I have a 20 continuing education unit course made just for you. I want to share the work going on within Decolonizing Fitness. The person behind it, Ilya Parker, is a trans person of color physical therapy assistant, and medical exercise coach with over 13 years of rehabilitative and functional training experience. He is a social justice advocate and educator whose work centers gender, racial, and healing justice. He decided to merge his love for restorative-based movement, practices, and community advocacy to create Decolonizing Fitness, LLC, which is a social justice platform that provides affirming fitness services, community education, and apparel support, Apparel, rather, in support of body diversity. I love the work that Ilya is doing at Decolonizing Fitness, so check out their work at decolonizingfitness.com. All right, enough of all that. Let's get to this episode's letter. Dear Food, you are so complicated. We used to have a good relationship. It wasn't that long ago. At first, it wasn't even about you. Then I went through that period of incredible stress. I felt so lost and physically couldn't eat you. I think that's when the problem started. I lost some weight. That wasn't a plan. I don't know if it became a way to cope, to feel or not feel, a way to control something, a way to become invisible. Now it's definitely intentional. I like the smallness. I'm so afraid to let go of that. I want health. I'm sure this is not full of health. My brain knows it's time to heal. So many days I go to bed and promise that I can heal, that I won't think about you and will just take care of my needs, but it doesn't last long. I get scared and can't eat you again. I know where to find all kinds of resources. I seek them out. I fill my head with all the reasons to heal. I want to be better, but I'm terrified. I'm terrified of admitting to anyone what's going on. I'm terrified of the body changes. I am terrified that some people will think I let myself go. I feel at the same time so ready for change and health, but not ready to take the hard steps. How can I convince myself that it is time? Yours, ready, not ready. Hey there, ready, not ready. I am ready to really sort through what you bring up in your letter. I am so glad you wrote. I think what you are talking about, many other people are struggling with too. So I'm so excited to call someone that I've trained under for a while now. Her name is Barbara Bersinger, and she is someone who's going to have insight. So let's go ahead and give Barbara a call. No. Hey Barbara, it's Julie Duffy Dillon. How are you? I'm good. So good so happy to, talk- to be here. Well, I'm glad you're here and I'm so glad to talk to you and I'm excited to sort through this letter with you and I'm wondering if you had a chance to to read it. I did. Good. Good. Yes, I did. So, so let's jump in. And what what is your general impression about what this person is experiencing? Well,
2: it's it's it has to do with um Like the end, like, how can I convince myself that it's time? I'm ready, but I'm not ready. And it's one of those things where lots of things in life, there is no perfect time. And it comes down to, you know, what does she want? And what does she want in her life? Mm -hmm. So it it has a lot to do with what her, her life goals are at this point for her health, for relationships, family, community work contribution whatever those things are and how this might be holding her back from that Mm -hmm. um you know really getting in touch with that because the the thing that that pops out is that is when she says i'm terrified i know what to do i've got lots of resources however there's those feelings of i don't want to admit to anyone i'm terrified of my body changing what are they going to think um what's going to happen. So there's a lot of unknowns and she started this behavior completely different from a lot of people that end up having an eating disorder like this. You know, it came from stress where you can't eat. Didn't really have to do with her body. And I've had lots of clients and even my own children having as adults now having gone through a very stressful breakup have had the experience of, of losing weight, not being able to eat and then it's hard to get back to eating. Luckily, they didn't have the body issues around it, didn't want to stay you know at a lower weight. and as soon as things got talked out and, and, and so on, they began to eat again. But once that eating disorder, starvation metabolism, comes in it is really difficult right like Mm -hmm. it hurts it there's all kinds of cascade of events physically biologically you know on survival mechanism and in both in psychological and physical and the social aspects of our culture love the podcast you did a couple weeks ago was that last week (laughs) yeah kind of all all together yeah
0: fds that was a recent (laughs) one and you know, the thing that this person yeah. said that I really connected with was really like almost pleading, like, give it, give me the how, because, and, and don't give me another like book to read, <laughs> you know, like I've already like, mm-hmm. um, and I, I hear that from a lot of people is just like, but how do I do it? it? It seems like this leap that is so far. Um, and I, I, I've told the listener before that I've trained under you and, and, and done some of your trainings and they've been really helpful with this part. So when I read this letter it did connect with the work that you do and, and even some of the things that you even mentioned I think helps bring that leap to a smaller space of like what are what's important in your life, you know, your life goals you mentioned and I can see how that even brings it in to a more narrow, like not as big of a leap. Um because when we connect with those things I know it can make things feel some people tell me it helps them to feel like things are easier to grasp onto in order to make this kind of transition, and I don't know if that's what you're, what you were even connecting to when you were talking about it, but that's what I was mm-hmm. thinking about in my head, and um, yeah, and I I think the the f- kind of stumbling into an eating disorder, like this person describes, like it wasn't an intention. I I feel like that's part of the complicated side of eating disorders. Like everyone gets stressed at some point in their life and goes through a time where it's harder to eat or it's hard to stop eating. And so their body changes, but not everyone gets an eating disorder because eating disorders are not just one thing. They're not just, uh, genetic or just cultural or, you know, it's like, it's all these things wrapped together. And this person, unfortunately, it's just all connected. And, um,
2: and it's so hard to get out of because it's not just one thing to change to like heal, right? It's so messy. And when it feels like when you can get in touch with what's what's the intended positive outcome of what I'm doing, it's because and that's this is true for all of us. Um, it feels better than what came before it. So not eating feels better when you're when she's stressed out. When someone is is really stressed, or the thought of eating stresses them out. When it gets to that point, it upsets their stomach and all of that. Mm. So it feels better not to eat. You know, telling someone just to eat, you know, of course, doesn't do anything because like they they're, on, they're on their So <laughs> yeah. They didn't think of that. Like, how yeah. do I do that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what they hear. You know? I know. I know. But if they can get in t- and really get and you've talked about this a lot, is having that compassion for the part of them that's trying to take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, in that way. So of course it doesn't work in the long run. And it, she's in this, what I like to tell people is like, you've really fixed up a pickle there <laughs> you know, <laughs> where you want to do it, but you can't, or, you know, you're in that, you're in that place or with my clients I also say, it's kind of like getting out of the bottle, a bottle. You have to go through the bottleneck, that really uncomfortable part. She doesn't mm-hmm. want to feel the fear. Mm-hmm. she I mean who does you know it's like going into recovery and would we want to stay in the bottle that's such a great metaphor oh I love that you know, it's, it's you've got to squish yourself through and that uncomfortable part can last for a few weeks but you do get out you know you will get out if you just stick with it yeah so being ready or not ready she might not ever be ready she's going to have to take some like take a leap mm-hmm. and sometimes that's I find with my clients is having them see what the meta outcome is. Like, what would you like and what would having that do for you? And and then what would having that do for you? So for a lot of people, it's, well, I want to lose weight or I want to stay where I am. For, well, she wants to stay small. What would having that do for her? It would keep her from, you know, feeling what she doesn't want to feel and not getting comments about, Oh, if you, maybe someone comment about it, (laughs) hopefully Mm not. But this, her fear of, of people feeling like she might be letting herself go. And, and that's a great metaphor to look at for her in her life as well. Um, But what would having all of that do for her? And when it gets down to, and, and, You've talked about this too, Julie, about, you know, people just want to be accepted and respected and feel free around food and have peace with food and have permission to eat. All those things and we go, let's start with that, you know, little by little Mm -hmm. and start giving them a felt sense of, of recovery early on. That's
0: great. Like this felt sense. I like that too, because like you can start to like dip your toes in a sense. I don't know if that's the right word, Um, but just even you can start to feel some of the benefit of the long-term outcome by doing some of that work.
2: Yeah. And one of the tools that I use for that, I don't know if this is a good time to to share. Yeah. Okay. Um, I call real-time quick decoding process. And this is a it's a super simple, super quick, basically three questions someone can ask themselves at a time when they have a thought or a, a trigger for a behavior. You know, like you can sort of think of what just happened. Where did my attention go? What am I thinking about right now? Like, oh, I'm having those thoughts of I don't want to eat or what, or whatever that might be. This can work for any disordered eating or weight-related behavior probably for any unwanted behavior. And the first question is, they're pretty obvious, but, you know, what am I feeling right now? What is the feeling, the, the terrified, the fear, um, the stress, the anxiety, whatever that might be? What is that feeling that I'm having right now? And where do I feel that in my body? If they can get in touch with where that is and kind of load it up a little bit, like what just happened in real time, they're gonna know because they're in it. And then once you have that feeling identified, and maybe more than one, they can ask themselves, oh, wait a minute, what do I really truly need right now when the, when I'm feeling this? And those are gonna be more intrinsic kinds of things. If, if someone says, and I, I usually, when I give this to clients, I would do this before I do a longer decoding process with them around a behavior, so they get used to checking in with their feelings and needs. And I give them a list of feelings and needs as well, because sometimes people are like, "I don't know." Mm -hmm. (laughs) They can see, "Oh, it's not that. It's not that. Oh, here it here it is." You were
0: mentioning that, um, like, what do I really need right now? Like, after they have identified what they're feeling and where they're feeling it, um, well, what do I really need?
2: If they're if they say, "Well, what I really need is uh, is to go outside and get some fresh air," or "What I really need is to talk to a friend," that that's kind of an activity, mm-hmm. and and then I would say, "And what would having that do for you?" That's a, always a great question. Mm. Uh, oh, that, and then I would feel relaxed, and when you feel relaxed, what does having that do for you? Well, then I feel more at peace. Oh, so so what you really need is peace right now. So you kind of. Keep taking it down till it gets to more of an intrinsic need. Mm-hmm. Um, so now they have, the, they have the trigger feeling identified. They have some intrinsic needs identified. The next question is, if I could pick a feeling to have right now instead of what I just I, I was experiencing, how would I like to feel right now? So that's often the reach for the behavior because it does feel better. Mm -hmm. Again, that could be for any behavior. So that's a positive feeling that they want to have. And they're doing the behavior to get that and to try to get that need met. Problem with that is it's not, it's only temporary, very temporary. However, by doing this process, they're putting a wedge. You know, the the quote, um, between stimulus and response, there is a space. Mm -hmm. In that space lies my power to choose. My response. In my response lies my growth and freedom. I love that quote. I put it in the front on a beautiful ocean scene of the notebook I give to my clients because it's this doing this process is like putting a wedge. Mm -hmm. It's not intended to stop someone in the moment because if it was, people wouldn't do it all the time, right? Right. I don't want anybody to stop me right now. That's not the int- the actual intent at the moment, but over time, what happens is once they get those feelings identified, they begin. T- they just let themselves sit with it for a little bit longer, and they can sit with it for longer and longer and longer. All of a sudden, something else has come in to take the place of the behavior, without actually working to get rid of the behavior or change the behavior. Mm, I it's think just that's important. Bringing- yeah. That's mm-hmm. really important. It's bringing in things that they truly need that are truly going to nourish them and sustain them over, over time and give them those positive that they can get yes. another way. So I'll often have my clients, when they do this, to shift their body and imagine that they're getting that need met and having that positive feeling. Kind of like if they're, if they're standing up, sit down, you know, move around, do something. And I use a little NLP technique. Can you say what NLP is? Because I don't know if everybody will know what that is. NLP is neuro linguistic programming. And I was trained in something called transformational neuro linguistic programming. And I can give you a reference for that. There's a wonderful book that came out recently. Because there's lots of NLP mm-hmm. out there, but a lot of it's very gimmicky. And diety. And not- I see some diety NLP too. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> infiltrating everything. It is every- in everything. Everything. For sure. Uh, yes, yeah. Yes, I am I am doing a training for NLP coaches coming up on Good. on yeah, Hayes and what I do. But I have that this technique is they don't really have to know about NLP to do this. Mm-hmm. Just have if you were to draw like a an X and Y axis, so you've got four quadrants in, in your vision, you go to the upper right with your eyes and imagine seeing a future version of you that has those needs met and those positive feelings as much as they want them. Slightly future version, it could be a few weeks, a few months and having that experience. And then imagine if you could just step into that future version of you just for a moment, looking out through her eyes, breathing with her lungs, as she experiences her desired feelings and having her needs met right now. I'm just using her as a positive, I mean, as the pronoun. I have not like, hold, see if you can hold that for a couple minutes. Just being there and having had that. And then step back to right now. And then if I'm working with someone, I'll ask them, what was that like? Because I'll, t- I'll do this with them before I give it to them to do for themselves. But this is on a, on a uh, PDF that I can s- let people have as a gift that has this process in it that'd be awesome. They can start making notes of other ways to get their needs met this because this happens right in the moment of a thought or Mm -hmm. a movement towards a behavior. So it just helps to give them a little bit of time to see that there is, there is something else. And if they still want the behavior, they may still do it, but they'll probably do it less Mm -hmm. and then less Mm -hmm. and less in time. The thing that I think is
0: so great about this is it's, it's highlighting to me that it's not like taking away a food or um, a binge or like any kind of way that we scold eating, you know, that that's not really getting anywhere. And because by having these experiences, these behaviors, it's connecting. Well, especially before people are doing this, it's not really feeling connected, but when you connect all these things together, the behavior helps bring people to an awareness of what they're wanting and needing. And, um, and I, that's, that's why I think this work is um, so great because it does help to connect all those dots and, and why like just taking away the food or taking away whatever behavior is not really going to get to it, (laughs) you know, it's only going to be temporary because it's not helping you get really any information. Mm -hmm. And this person writing the letter, it's such a common experience to be like, but, but how, (laughs) but how do I, and part of why the how hasn't been answered is because it's not this person. Like we're not in their body and don't know their lived experience and what their values and unmet needs are. Um, So I hope this helps. And I would love to put that download On our food peace syllabus and if you're new to the love food podcast the food peace syllabus is this resource that we've been putting together over the last 157 episodes now where um anything that we find that helps promote the food peace journey whether it's other podcasts or books or resources we've put a list together and you can get the most updated list at juliedillonrd.com and i would love to put that on there is is there anything else that you would find, um, that you'd want to recommend to someone like this letter writer?
2: Yeah. And can I just say one other thing about yeah, what can. we just did? Yeah. Um, when I do this with my clients for the first time, um, most people say when they can step into the future version of themselves, having their needs met and having a positive feeling they want and how they're experiencing that when they are, when they're done with that and they come back to present time, <laughs> um, they say, wow that was, they might say, well, that was weird or that was interesting. And when I ask them what was weird or interesting about it, they say, it felt real. Mm -hmm. So they could feel, what I'm trying to say is that felt sense of recovery. It does feel real. And that starts to catapult their recovery because normally we can't, most people can't get a sense of that early on, of what that feels like. So that's why that little step is really powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I do have, uh, yeah, I have on my website and I can also, uh, get, get you a copy to post up is the intuitive body quick start guide. It's basically a five step process of what I use with my clients. It's just a, a real quick intuitive eating health at every size informed steps to get started. Awesome. I
0: will put that on there. And so anyone listening, you can click on the show notes right now and you can, um, get the links to these and, um, awesome. Thank you. Before we wrap up, was there anything else that you'd recommend to this person or anything else to, that you were,
2: you, you were thinking about that we have, we missed over glossed over or missed? Well, I just. One of the things I was thinking of, and I use this with my clients and I use this with with myself a lot of times when there's something I'm trying to, you know, start or do or, you know, figure out is a kind of cost benefit analysis or pros and cons. And I use it with my clients because it helps them to see on a piece of paper, um, you know, it's just like a chart with, again, like an X, Y axis in it of sort of all of the positive things that could come to someone for doing their recovery in the way that they see that happening. Um, This person said she wanted full health. um, She wanted to get her needs met and so on. And then on the negative side of that or the con side is, well, people might think I let myself go and it's hard work and um, I'm going to be conflicted or whatever. Then what's the positive things about staying where she is? She likes to stay small. She can hide and be invisible. Um, She's going to save herself all the hard work that she thinks it's going to (laughs) take. But on the on the con side of that is she'll worry about her health. She's still going to be terrified. It's still going to be hard staying where she is Mm -hmm. and staying in control. So a lot of times just seeing that written out on paper and I'll give you a, a the, what I use is just a simple piece of paper, but it gives somebody a, a place to go ahead and write their own stuff down. How about
0: I find myself doing similar work with clients too, and it's nice to brain dump it, you know, and go through that in mm-hmm. the steps that you just described. So then um, a person can really see it, like you said, all in one piece of paper. And it's like seeing how, um, living life chained to, I have to stay smaller or I can't be at peace with food, how they're really, it it brings to light what they're giving up, you know, and how it's, or it's not aligning with their values. Yeah. What they're not getting. Um, And here's the thing. I feel like there's so many of us that are missing out. And so on life, because they're so distracted by diets and diet culture, and they're being oppressed by them that the rest of us are also missing out too on what they could be bringing to this world. I mean, we have a lot of crazy things happening in our world that I think if more of us were not distracted, we would have some solutions to. So the more's the merrier, you know, to like move away from diets and um, break free from that kind of chain to the, to the scale and things like that. So. Um, this is all super helpful stuff. And if someone wants to know more about you, or maybe wants to um, find out more about your work or to work with you, where's a good place for people to find you?
2: My website, mm-hmm. Barbara Bersinger. And my last name is spelled like Bird Singer without the D. <laughs> <laughs> the easiest way to remember. Yeah. So B I R Singer. Yeah. Um, I will put
0: that in the show notes too, so somebody can just click on it if they're wanting to know more. And um, I really appreciate your time and your insight for this letter writer and for anyone who can identify with what this person's experiencing. It's certainly a common experience. So I really appreciate it.
2: Thank you. It was a pleasure. So there you have it.
0: Ready, not ready. I hope that Barbara's conversation with me helped helped to provide some tools that will help you to make that leap, um, give you some more behind the how. It's going to be really individual. You're the only one that knows some of this information. So I hope you can sit with it and decide for you what the next best step is going to be. And like Barbara said, imagine what she's experiencing at that next step, that future self. So I see that food is written back. But before we get to that, this episode of the Love Food Podcast was brought to you by my PCOS and Food Peace courses. You can get to all the information at PCOSandFoodPeace.com. Also, be sure to check out Ilya Parker's work at DecolonizingFitness.com. If you enjoyed this episode of the Love Food Podcast, I would love it if you could leave a rating, review, subscribe, or share this episode. Doing any of those acts of kindness really helps the show grow. It's amazing how many more people find it whenever I get a new review. So thank you in advance for spreading the love and helping more people find the show. All right. So let's hear what food has to say. But until next time, take care. Dear Ready Not Ready, We wonder how things got so hard so out of hand, so complicated. We see your pain, your exhaustion, and your frustration, but we also see your fear. Pause in the discomfort to connect with your desires, values, and unmet needs. No diet or weight loss plan can meet these needs. Your future self will be grateful. She is experiencing the joy and peace you so long for, love food. Thank you for listening. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, and this is a Love Food podcast. Do you want access to more food peace? Jump on over to my website and join my email list. There, I share exclusive content that I don't share anywhere else. Get access to these tips and strategies by going to juliedillonrd.com forward slash sign up. And I look forward to seeing you here next week for another episode of the Love Food Podcast. Take care.
1: Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card.